0: This is Stacey Hillier, and you are listening to The Prophetic Collective Podcast. So today we kick on in our series on Sabbath. So far, we have looked at the first two of the biblical quadrants of Sabbath, being stopping, and resting. Today we move on to delighting. I'm going to start by reading scripture to you. This is Isaiah chapter 58 verses 13 to 14. It says, keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight. Underline that as the Lord's holy day. Honour the Sabbath in everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Verse 14, then the Lord will be your delight. Underline that again. I will give you great honour and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestor Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. So here in this little passage, we see this word delight twice. Firstly, we're to speak about the Sabbath with delight because it's the Lord's holy day. And secondly, the Lord, our time with the Lord will become a delight. And I hope you even hear in this podcast, in these, this series on Sabbath, how much of a delight Sabbath is to me and how much I delight in my time with the Lord on Sabbath. So delight is the third pillar or quadrant of a biblical Sabbath. And it makes it very different than simply, simply having a day off. Now, biblically, this word delight literally means to incline towards and to take pleasure in. To incline towards and to take pleasure in. It means to bend towards something. Now, I think the perfect visual of this is when my kids were little, we used to plant sunflower seeds in our veggie patch. And what I was so fascinated by with them every single time, and we would have sunflowers that would grow as big as the kids' heads, they were awesome, is the way that the flower changed, the position of the flower changed as the day progressed. So they would direct themselves towards the sun in the east in the morning and move as the sun moved overhead until they faced the west in the evening. A sunflower bends, delights and thrives in sunlight. So it would bend throughout the day to follow the sunlight. In 2019, my husband and I went on a trip for our 40th birthdays and for our 20th wedding anniversary. And I was absolutely obsessed with going throughout Tuscany and finding these fields of sunflowers. And we did that. It was so fun. It was absolutely epic. And you could watch these whole fields bending towards the sunlight, following the sun all day long. And this is the perfect picture of what you and I are created to do on Sabbath, to delight, to turn our faces towards God and to follow him, to bend towards him as he moves all throughout our day we delight in him and all that he has created you know when god was finished his work of creation he pronounced it in genesis 1:31 as very good now he didn't mean that oh i'm so relieved to be done with this instead as pete scazerro says this was a joyful recognition and celebration of accomplishment as part of observing sabbath God invites us to join in the celebration, to enjoy and delight in his creation and all the gifts he offers us in it. These innumerable gifts come to us in many forms, including people, places and things. So delighting on Sabbath is all about slowing down enough by stopping and entering rest to not rush past all the good things in our lives, but to turn our face towards them fully and delight in them. There are many things throughout the other six days that rush past our face, rush past our line of sight. We don't have time to delight in them. Sabbath is a time to revisit those things, to bend towards God, to bend towards his creation and to delight in them. In other words, God invites us to notice what we normally rush past. We don't often stop to notice God's work in our lives and to thank him. We don't often stop to notice God's work in the lives of people around us. We don't often stop to notice the beauty of God's creation all around us in the physical and the natural We don't often stop to notice the things that God needs to weed out of our lives, which is why it can be so helpful to go through some freedom practices on the Sabbath. By freedom practices, I'm talking about here things like forgiveness, soul ties and inner vows. And I've got some Instagram TV videos on each of these that you could look at if you've never heard about them before. I know many people to whom gardening is a delight. It's a part of sometimes what I do on the Sabbath. I get down in the earth. I look at how God has designed and created things. And I have found that often as I'm weeding things out of my pot plants, God is weeding things out of my heart. He is tilling and seeding new things in my heart. And it's still for the Holy Spirit to point out the things that are growing in us that need to be pulled out from the root to make us more like him. It's a delight. It's a joy to be refined. And so delighting is to stop, to rest, and to notice God, his eternal work, his internal work, and his external work. So I talked before, we don't often stop to notice God's work in our lives and thank him. So one of the things I do on Sabbath is a painting practice where I repeatedly paint the same shape over and over again across a page in watercolour. I choose one or two colours, and then when it's dried, I go back and beside each shape, I write one thing that I'm grateful for in the last seven days. A place where I've felt heard by God, a place where I've felt seen by God, a place where I felt answered by God in my own life or in the life of others. It's a time to stop and notice God's work in my life and to thank him. I also keep a note in my phone. So if I drive past something throughout my week that I think, wow, that's beautiful, but I don't have time to stop and really take it in, I simply put a note in my phone and then I have a big list of places I want to go and delight in on Sabbath. Sometimes they could be a cafe or a paddock or a beautiful tree or a field of horses or flowers. And I will take time on Sabbath to stop and to go and delight in what I normally rush past. So before I talk a little bit more about some other things that I take time to delight in on creation, I'm going to pause here and answer some of the questions that have come in on social media from my listeners. And I'm so grateful that you're engaging in this way. So here's a question from a listener. Is half a day still considered a Sabbath? Well, let me start with biblically. Uh, We've covered this in the podcast, but let me just say it again. Biblically, Sabbath is a 24-hour period where we stop all paid and unpaid work, we rest, we delight, and we contemplate. But I just want to say, if you're just starting somewhere, a half a day is better than nothing. Because what I know will happen as you begin to enjoy that half day of Sabbath, you're going to want it to be longer than that. But just start with what you have, if that's an hour. Two hours, half a day, start Sabbathing for that period of time. But the goal, and biblically, Sabbath is a 24-hour period. Hey listeners, did you know that Stacy also has a guided prayers podcast? Contemplative prayer is a biblical and rich practice that helps us to step out of the hustle and to silence the noise to hear God's voice and to let His Word dwell richly in us, transforming us from the inside out. With a new guided prayer released monthly, you too can discover the rich treasures of contemplative Christian practices. Find it wherever you listen to your podcasts by searching for Guided Prayers with Stacey Hillier. Now, back to Stace. Okay, another question is, how do I make it work with kids during the holidays and during term time? Well, I'm actually recording this on holidays at the moment, so this question is very timely. My children are at the age now where they really understand Sabbath. So even this past Monday, they're all on holidays. We Sabbath together, whereas throughout the term I've shared previously on another episode that we Sabbath on different days than the kids so that we can serve them, they can serve us, and we facilitate one another's Sabbath. But on school holidays, we all Sabbath together together on a Monday, it means we let them all sleep in. They don't have to make their beds that day. We've, we've taught them from a very young age what Sabbath is. It's a day where we'll do family devotion together. It's a day where we'll play games and spend time together. We might go for a drive like we did this past week to the Dandenongs and walk through botanical gardens and stop. And my daughter had a camera with her. And so her way of delighting was through the lens of a camera. She took close-up photos of a myriad of different types of flowers and we would pause and say, isn't God amazing what he has made? Look at the way he's created those colours. Look at the petals. Smell the fragrance. There was a section of the botanical gardens that we took the kids to this past week that was sensory, where they invited you to feel the leaves and so we engaged our senses in delighting in God. So it does look different for us how we make it work with kids and it looked different when they were younger because there's certain things you have to do when your babies are babies that feel like work, like changing an appy and um, giving them a bath and doing the essentials to keep your baby clothed, fed and happy. These are the essentials that you have to do on Sabbath when your baby's a little. But if we can approach it, with a different heart posture of I'm so grateful I've got a baby that God has given me as a gift. Your word says children are a reward from you. It's a delight to change this stinky nappy right now because this child is a gift from you. It's about a heart posture. So Sabbath will look different in the different seasons of your life, but that's just a few things that we do. Here's another question. How do we Sabbath well when we live with people who don't Sabbath or Sabbath differently to you? Great question. The things that actually Jai, my husband, likes delighting in are very different than me. The things that he likes contemplating are very different than me. So, the way we manage our Sabbath together is we go to brunch together and we reconnect there and then we spend some time apart. Normally, I'll go to a mountain and delight and contemplate and journal and encounter the Lord, often for him, he'll take a basketball, go to a basketball court and pray in a slow way while he shoots basketball, while he shoots hoops. That's a way he delights and encounters God on Sabbath. That's play for him, something that he doesn't get to do throughout the rest of his week. Often we'll go together on a prayer walk and we'll just pray about things we don't normally get to pray to walk and pray together on other days so that becomes part of our practice but we haven't always had the same day off and so communication is key with your housemate with your partner whether they're saved or not communicate how important this day is to you what sabbath looks like for you and ask for their help to say could you support me in this it's really important for my spiritual well-being Even if someone's not saved, spiritual well-being is a very understood concept in today's world. So invite them to contribute to your spiritual well-being by helping you guard the Sabbath. Um, Talk to your kids about Sabbath. Teach them from the youngest age. So if you live with somebody who delights differently than you, give one another permission to go and delight. You don't have to do it all together. The key is communicating all about it. And we've done this right and we've done it wrong. The thing is we constantly regroup. How did Sabbath work for you today? What did and didn't work? We've learned ways to not cook on Sabbath by going to Costco and buying a platter of sushi on the way home on a Sunday or on Saturday afternoon so that all we're doing is putting out a platter that we then throw the remains, use paper plates on Sabbath straight into the bin and that way we're not doing any work. So there's just a few answers to a few questions that have come in. Again, thanks so much for engaging in this whole process of this Sabbath special. Yeah, let's call it a Sabbath special. I like that. Okay, so let me continue to talk a little bit more about how much I delight in creation because this is huge to me. I mentioned that I take note of the beauty around me during the week when I'm too busy to stop. So that I can return to that place on my Sabbath and delight in God's handiwork, which is all around me. We live at the foot of the Yarra Valley and the drive to my kids' school is very beautiful. The sunrise as it's coming up, the clouds, the mist across the valley, there's often kangaroos hopping around, horses in our area. I have to drive past those things to get my kids to school on time. But they're places I revisit. There's a street close by to where I live that's lined with beautiful big trees that bend down and create a shadow and a canopy of rest over the street. And sometimes I just go there on Sabbath and I walk up and down that street because it feels to me like God has bent low through the trees. And even though it's the longer way to drive, I often drive down this street on Sabbath because as I do... I feel enveloped in God's presence as his prophetic manifestation, the trees, he spoke those into existence. And his word brings his presence into my heart and I just delight. It's just simply noticing things you don't normally notice, staring at something a bit longer. You know, I take a good, long, hard look at my children's faces on Sabbath. I notice how they're changing. I delight in the fact that God has gifted them and entrusted them to me, And I let my heart and my mind imagine with God what they might become and do with their lives. This is delight. I delight in my husband. I look at him and I ask the Lord questions like, what are you doing in him at the moment and how can I be a part of it? What do you see over his life? And I just delight in the fact that God gave him as a gift to me. So we stop all paid and unpaid work. We enter rest and we delight. In our next episode, we're going to look at the final pillar of biblical Sabbath, which is contemplation. But to finish today, I'm going to read you a quote from Pete Scazzaro's amazing book called The Emotionally Healthy Leader. And he says this, make a list of what brings you delight. As simple as this sounds, you may actually find it difficult to do, especially if it's been a while since you experienced anything that brought you delight. So set aside some time to reflect on the places, activities, and people that energize you. Also, consider some things you haven't done before that you would like to pursue. Perhaps sports, games with friends, eating out, movies, outdoor activities, ballroom dancing, reading for enjoyment and not for work, museums, or other cultural institutions and events. The key question here is... What can I do that would bring me delight because it feels like play? So that is your reflection question for this week. What can I do that would bring me delight because it feels like play? So get out a journal, write that at the top of the page, invite the Holy Spirit to be with you and to guide you and simply ask that question. What can I do? That would bring me delight because it feels like play. And then on your next Sabbath, try one of them and just make sure you're mindful. Take a moment to go, what does delight feel like? It might be a foreign feeling to you to just be content and happy and fulfilled and alive. That's what delight feels like. Delight feels like abundant John ten ten life. We don't get it till we stop. We rest and then we can delight. I pray that this is helping you guys. I am so grateful that you're coming on the journey. I'm praying for you today. Love you and I'll talk soon.